This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes have defeated the psychic whale Moby Death and won a ship of their own. But now it's thiefy season. Can our heroes help Quinny win this prestigious thieves award? How do the thiefies even work? Will they even make it back to Neverwinter in time? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. It's dark. I can hear the soft, gentle roll of the sea, the shift of boxes. I can hear footsteps above me and people coming and going, but I'm not sure when the large man will return. It's been days, days trapped out here at sea. I still don't know what he wants. Then I hear his footsteps on the stairs. So uh, it's been a few days uh, on the skiff. You've realized that you're much further away from your destination than you'd intended. None of you really have much experience with navigation prior to your um, indentured servitude on the Deathwind. Mm -hmm. So as a result, getting back to land uh, is taking longer than you'd thought. And you're not exactly lost, but you're not exactly found either. (laughs) You guys have just been through a fairly large ordeal. Is there anything you think you would have wanted to talk about on the ship before we jump to this uh, this scene I've just set up? I mean, I'm excited for the thiefies. I'm yep. excited to get back there and finally claim the big, big award of the evening. So how do the thieves work? Do you have to get, like, nominated? Do you have to steal them? You can get, like, nominations. You can get, like, the trophies and stuff like that. But See, there is... Yep. Sir, I'm just confused because I assume if you're effective and one who might actually win a thiefie, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't have anyone nominate you because no one would know that you'd stolen That's, I'm confused. It, it's it's for, it's like a tiered system. So like the lower stuff of like best pickpocket in the city and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Like someone, you know, basically it's almost judged by like how much is on your wanted poster. That kind of thing. Like it's like that <laughs> kind of like little, All right, but gotcha. the upper echelons of the thiefies, mm-hmm. there is one trophy. Okay. And every year you gotta try and take it from the winner of last year's thiefies. But nobody takes it in between? Ah. No. no. It's, it's, a game, okay. it's a game recognizes game kind of situation. Yeah. It's, it's Honor among thieves sort of situation. Yeah. Of so, like, uh, it's thiefies season, so then your guard's up, and, and also 
the rest of us are planning how we're going to get that that trophy off you. Yeah, and what you know of it is that it's uh, it's run and organized by the Thieves Guild, and it really is a way for people who have to operate in the shadows to get a chance to really kind of brag to their friends. It's a lot of humble bragging. It's generally done sort of in a spirit of good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, some people take it a lot more seriously than others, mm-hmm. sort of in the same way that, you know, you know the uh, knowing smirks of everyone in Ocean's Eleven? It's that. It's like thieves being like, we're good at thieving. <laughs> okay. So, so technically, I could win the thiefy. I mean, I would hate that, but technically, yeah. This is oh. exciting. Because you want to know what? I stole a boat. Pretty sure I could steal a stupid statue. Oh, we'll see. It's tougher than you think. I stole those herbs once. <laughs> <laughs> you know I think, Alan honestly, frontrunner Alan. That's <laughs> uh, most capable of murder. I wouldn't take a trophy from Alan. I think you're both on the current Thiefy Holder's uh, radar. Wait, you know? we don't, but we can't kill anyone, right? I won't tell you not to because you do good work. You do real good work, Alan. When I have to, come so on. So who holds the Thiefy right now? Honestly, we've been away at sea for a while. I don't know who's got it anymore. I guess that's going to be kind of well, part of the well, fun. I mean, it's, how, how long is the cycle? Like a year? Yeah, it's like an annual thing. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we should probably just kill everybody. (laughs) I'm kidding. Just thieves. Sorry, this is going to be fun. Great. You've been at uh, sort of trying to navigate your way back back to land. You know you still got a bit of time for the thieves, but they are certainly coming up. Mm -hmm. Quinny, you uh, particularly feel, uh, are starting to feel the pressure because since you've been away for so long, you haven't been able to start formulating a proper heist plan because normally these things are... Yeah, out here But um, Alan, you went all crazy super powered last time. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you feeling these days? I'm confused. A little bit. I've definitely been looking through Bo Gentle's book to just figure out, because right now I have no other information sources around me mm-hmm. right now other than this book. So just trying to figure out what the hell happened because that was crazy. I've never done that before. I didn't know I could do that. So I'm just trying to kind of figure out what happened, if I could do it again, if it was a one-time deal, but I'm not talking about it with anyone. Okay. So, uh, Butthole, after a few days at sea, you start to get a little bit antsy about this guy in the hold. Uh, You have to keep smuggling him food and stuff. I'm sure it's not very much, but, you know, enough to keep him... Yeah, I don't want him to die. That'd be, yeah. I mean, if keeping him alive now, it seems like a waste. So after a few days time, uh, you decide that maybe you might might as well have the conversation or at least part of it now, given that uh, you're at sea for a while. These guys are both pretty distracted. Quinny's kind of like running through the history of, of Thiefy's gone past mm-hmm. and what he knows about them. Having never attended them himself, though, uh, being kind of, you know, in jail and kind of a low level thief this is a pretty big thing. And Alan seems increasingly taken with uh, with Bo Gentle's spellbook. Yeah, so I figured out my cover, which is I'm going to start making myself big, really weird lunches that I'm just going to call fajitas after <laughs> in honor of our our, our friend uh, too too much fajitas Good old stony so I, I take the fajitas down into the hold and I've done this for the last two days when I'm feeding the prisoner and I just thaumaturgically just so much farts just so much farts out of the hold so nobody wants to come down and be a part of that no nope. we cut back to uh, the tied up man I know he's coming when I hear the farts yeah so that <laughs> and they have begun the farts start and then I move the boxes out of the way and then I look at him for a second, and I do a snap prayer. I lean down, and I say, don't you talk till you're talked to. Uh, and I take his, his gag down, and I'm like, hey, buddy, how's it going? You want a fajita? Y- yes, yes, please, and sir. Then, and then I feed it to him gently, like super gently. I've got a little napkin, and I wipe the corner of his mouth. Oh, and I'm like, like if you're feeding like an injured fawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and I'm just like, so, so sorry about all this. I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy who does this, but this seems terrible. So... 
Who do you work for? He looks at you, but also kind of looks around the hold. This used to be his skiff, uh, of course, but he gets the sense that his crew's maybe not around anymore. Uh, and he remembers certainly the battle. So he says, look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I know, but but you have to promise to let me go. Yeah, I promise I'll let you go. Let's hear the story. He tells you that he and his company are a detachment from the Unseen Hand, which you, you're already aware of. Part of your father's fleet has been sort of spread out across various parts of the globe. Each group seems to be sent out with different instructions on what to do. Communication, uh, he wasn't in charge of this fleet action, um, but the communication that he received was that uh, they were to assist the Deathwind, a ship that was causing great amounts of instability in the region, and uh, they were to come to the aid of the Deathwind when required, as the Deathwind was reducing pirate activity quite considerably. It was a bit of a, a devil-you-know kind of situation, where they're like, well, if we throw our weight behind the thing that's wiping out all the other ships in the area... Uh, that'll work out well for us, and we'll aid in our actions. So you didn't know I was here? No, I don't even know who you are. Snap prayer. <laughs> do you want to roll me an insight check as well? Yeah, sure, I'll do that too. 22. You get the sense he's not lying outright, but there's probably more to this. So I take out another fajita, and I'm like, hey, buddy, you want another fajita? You're doing no, great I'm, I'm with good. these questions. Uh, and then I, I gently feed him the fajita that he did not want. <laughs> is this going to turn into like, like <laughs> overfeeding torture? Just like, oh, this is... That's good. You know, you got to keep your energy up for all those questions. So I think you might not be telling me everything because I've watched a lot of traveling plays. And you notice whenever people get interrogated, they're always like, I'll tell you everything. And they hold on to like, I'd say three more secrets. So I really want to know what those other secrets are. Can you roll me an intimidation check, please? 19 total. You know... You make a good fajita. You learned. You learned well. Um, but you know, one is one is exactly the right amount of fajitas. Two is too many fajitas. Uh, and he sees the box of fajitas at your feet. And uh, he yeah, and they're pretty much just like just like wet meat. <laughs> yeah, he's wrapped little, in a leaf. <laughs> yeah, and it's you're at sea, so it's probably like seagull meat. And it's it's no good. So he uh, he's already starting to get the sweats, and he's like, uh, okay, l l listen, I. Before all of us were dispatched, we received word that our Lord was searching for someone. Honestly, he looks a bit like you, and he kind of like nods to his, he's wearing like a roughshod jacket. He's kind of like leaning down, like nodding to the, the pocket. All right, so I'm going to take out whatever's in the pocket. So you unfold a poster. It's got a drawing of your face on it, but uh, from long ago, so sort of pre-mercenary days. It's one of those like weird shitty police sketches of like what we imagine you'd look like. Ten years later. So uh, in, in the image, you have long red hair. Uh, you don't have a beard yet. You've just got that weird mustache you were trying for a bit. It has information about like a huge reward if found. Yeah, see, I changed my haircut from this. This was when I had a band. Uh, <laughs> but now, I mean, you go into the military, you make different oh, choices. I, I, I get it. Yeah, we all get older. Snap prayer. And then I punch him in the stomach. Oh, <laughs> he, he just vomits fajita right back up. And I'm like, okay, that was one more secret. That was real good. There's two more. What's the next one? I don't know anything else. They just, they, they want you and they want you alive. And then I'm like, oh, buddy, you know, you barfed up your fajita. I, <laughs> I think you needed real lunch. Otherwise, you're going to get sick. So I, I gently feed him another fajita <laughs> consistently. Okay, he's got to make a constitution save. He doesn't. So he, he starts choking a bit, but he's he's keeping it together. Yeah. And then I, I'm just like, oh, good good work. Good work. And I gently wipe the corners of his mouth. And I say, "Who's where are you heading next? Where are we supposed to go meet all your friends? Uh, we hadn't received word as to where to recombine the fleet. We were just to stay with the Deathwind. We received an emergency notice. So once we'd helped the Deathwind, 
and sort out the ghosts and the sea witch we were to return. But let's let's just say we go to Neverwinter and we drop you off somewhere. We that I let you go like I promised. Would you have some way to go back and find your friends? Like I wouldn't want to leave you somewhere to just die. That'd be weird. Look, you people are really scary, and I'm not going back. I'm going far, far away. Oh, see, that's not something I'm crazy about. I really think you should go back. And what's your name again? Stevem. <laughs> <laughs> Stevem, you're a hard guy not to like. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Here's the deal, Steve. I'm here because I promised I'd let you go, and I'm a man who keeps his promises. So I'm going to let you know that there's two versions of me letting you go, and I'm going to let you make a choice because Moonhammer believes in choices. What's Moonhammer? Oh, you've done it now, Steve. I punch him in the stomach again. <laughs> you vomits up fajitas again. Moonhammer's the goddess who told me to punch you. So here are your choices. You, when we land, can go back and rejoin with the unseen hand and do your job. And then when I find you next, Stevem, because I don't think there's a lot of other Stevems, so it'll be pretty easy to ask around for you. Then you're going to tell me whatever's going on, and you're going to be my inside guy. And how I know you're going to be my inside guy, I reach into my back pocket and I pull out a little piece of wire. I say, you're going to wear this wire. (laughs) (laughs) And if I ever find you without this wire on, then I know you've turned (laughs) and things are going to get violent. Look, we've all seen the traveling play The Wire. I get it. (laughs) Excellent. So you can either go and be my guy or you cannot. And if you say not, then it's going to be like a surprise what happens. If I say yes, can you stop feeding me these fajitas? Yes. Not entirely confident with that. Yes. (laughs) I don't believe you. Will it really be okay or will it be okay you beat me to death anyway? Well, what I said was you can either do this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Or surprise. Yeah, no, I don't like surprises. So yes, I, I, I will do this. I will work for you. Moonhammer be praised or something. Listen, I've had some rough times with the whole people speaking for Moonhammer turning out to be monsters. No, you shush, shush. (laughs) You're really starting to try to drive this bus, and I'm not letting you in the driver's seat. What's a bus? I'm going to hurt you again. (laughs) And it'll be fajitas or it'll be punches based on the will of my goddess, as this has been running thus far. Or you shut up and I bring you upstairs and I introduce you. And you're going to be my assistant captain for the rest of the trip. And assistant captains don't fucking talk. And then we'll let you go. Deal? He nods. I untie his legs, but I keep his hands tied. And I pick him up and I march him upstairs. So I'm like, guys, I got an assistant captain. If you see him untie himself, you should murder him. <laughs> Who the hell is this? This is assistant captain Stephen. He's a spy for us now. Why is he tied up? Because, <laughs> Covered in fajita vomit. Because... He was fighting for the Unseen Hand, my evil parents, during the last battle. But now, I fed him and punched him enough that he's going to work for us. Oh, so he's a slave now? No, 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 not a slave. He's a Indentured spy. servitude? Do you want me to murder him? Because these are our two options. It's not I'm indentured okay servitude. I, he's going to go work him. for us. I don't know. This sounds a lot like our previous situation. So you want the guy who works for my murderous parents who tried to kill us all to just go free? No. no. I want you to kill him. I want him like throw him overboard. So we're pro-murder, but we're anti-people working for us. Mm, Police do this. I'm a little torn here. The sheriff does this. Yeah, I don't need an assistant captain. You know what? I don't even know where this guy came from. The goddess will answer this question. No, guys, he's living. I'm not killing this man. He's going to go be our spy. Listen, if if it's easier, pardon me, captain. uh, I know. What was our one rule, assistant captain? Uh... It was that I don't talk, but the DM's <laughs> role-playing me, and the plot needs to move forward. So perhaps we would be better served if I stayed in the hold below and just fed you information as you needed it, 
rather than being up here where I'm causing uh, the scary wizard and I don't even know who this guy is. I'm also the captain. Oh, okay. That's not true. Don't let's, you're, <laughs> no. We're on a skiff. We're all three of us are captain. That's not true. This <laughs> is my boat. I know nautical law. That that, that tracks. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, you'll go back downstairs and we'll talk later. And Alan, you know what? I gave him a choice and he chose to work for us rather than surprise thing. Go back downstairs. And I sent Steve him downstairs. He goes back downstairs and you hear him like working to tie himself back up and drag the boxes back in front of himself. <laughs> I mean, I've got follow-up questions. Ah, I thought you might. Where did that guy come from? Oh, I took him alive during the battle around the whale. This is his boat? No, no, no. It's our boat. Before it was our boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his boat first. <laughs> I kind of admire that. <laughs> I guess it is better than killing him. Well. Killed a lot of people back there. Well, killing him. lucky. The goddess told me killing him's not an option, but you know what? I pitched your idea upstairs uh, and she said, no, not my call. Cool. As you've kind of come to this uh, uneasy agreement, you, uh, you start to see in the distance... Um, sort of a large storm front. As you know, you, you look around, you start to see that uh, the storm front seems to be moving very, very quickly and uh, will overtake you shortly. And I yell, prepare the lifeboats! <laughs> <laughs> so you do what you saw people do on the Deathwind. You kind of turn into the storm okay. and uh, batten it down. But the sky is rapidly turning very, very dark. And this looks to be possibly the worst storm you've seen. Make sure that guy is tied up down below deck. This would be an uh, opportune time to, for him to cause some trouble for us. Okay. Yeah. And I go downstairs and I move the boxes. He's done a really shitty job of tying himself back up. He, you know, his hands were tied. He couldn't do too well. Steven, here's my problem. They want me to make sure you tie it up so you don't try to, I don't know, kill us all. But at the same time, if anything bad happens with the boat, you're totally going to drown. And I've been chained to stuff before. I also kind of want that to happen. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do, Steven. And then I, I re-tie his rope so it looks like he's tied up really good, but he can get out of them if he needs to. Because I don't <laughs> want him to drown. The goddess says this guy gets cool. to shore. Alan, uh, what are you doing? I'm just going to hang out on the prow. We've seen uh, ships come at us and then enslave us before in the past out of a storm. So I'm just going to keep an eye out. Cool. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Sure. 23 total. So as you're watching uh, off the prow, you can see that the darkness that you're you're observing in the distance, uh, it seems to be sort of starting to take shape. And uh, luckily for you, it's not a boat. You know how, like in a storm, you sort of see the the sheets of rain. But beyond that, you can sort of see a a swirling mass. Your spidey senses start tingling Mm -hmm. about magic. So can I just do an arcana check? Yeah, sure. 18. You can tell there's a tremendous amount of magic in the air, but you can't. There's no direct source. It's not like there's like a wizard saying that be like, oh, it's me. It's just, you know, it's an overwhelming sense of magic. I'm going to come up from below and I'm going to look at Alan and be like, hey, Alan, could you like put a hut over Quinny? At the helm so that we don't get wet? Yeah, I can do that. Sick. All right, just to let you know, I don't know how much protection we'll have. There's something magical out there. I don't know what it is. Oh, great. But hey, well, then let's have call. a hut. <laughs> cool, hut time. All, All right. right, so uh, Alan, I, you're summoning Leoman's tiny hut? I cast Leoman's tiny hut. <laughs> we have a little hut. The most adorably <laughs> named of all spells. So um, you're able to cast the uh, the hut over the helm and sort of like, let's say it's it's the middle third of the boat. Sure enough, uh, within minutes, the, uh, the storm is upon you. So, you know, torrential downpour, lightning, the sea is, is, is roiling. And suddenly, as Alan had seen, a tremendously large tornado tornado comes and this thing is about as wide as you can see staring at it like it is it is a massive thing alan your magic sense is going crazy you know quinny you're fighting with with uh you're fighting at the helm you're trying to get the the ship back on course but uh you're a very small ship in a very large sea and it's not gonna happen the tornado is upon you and almost immediately the ship is pulled up into its vortex so suddenly you're all airborne you're still aboard the ship you're inside the hut 
as the the ship starts to lift off, I'm going to give you a couple actions before shit gets real. What do you do? <laughs> shit hasn't gotten real yet. <laughs> I mean, you're still close to the water, so what do you do? I'm going to tie myself to the helm. I'm going to tie myself to shit nearby too. Yep. Like one arm, so I can still theoretically free myself if I need to. But yeah, I'm going to bind myself to the ship. Um, sure. I'm going to. Okay, I'm also going to tie myself. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. so like I'm going to cast web. I need and like of, shit. If we need you, to get out of that, we're fucked. All of you need to roll me a dexterity check, please. Yeah. As you try and tie yourselves in terrible winds. Five. Sixteen. Sixteen. You're able to kind of like wrap stuff around you, but you're being lifted up in rain into wind. So unfortunately, none of you are able to successfully tie yourselves down. The ship is pulled up into the tornado. And um, within seconds, you feel yourself lift off of the surface of the boat. Uh, You're grabbing at things. You're scrabbling. But uh, the winds are just too hard. And uh, suddenly, you find yourselves ripped from the boat. The boat flies off into the distance. Unfortunately... The Omen's Tiny Hut, you can walk in and out at will. Mm-hmm. So while the storm can't get you in there, you can certainly fall out of it. So as the uh, the ship spins and turns, it flies off into the distance, out. and you're all sent spinning, tumbling uh, through the air. And I yell, Steve-um! And, uh, <laughs> and you hear... Goblin Jr. is, of course, with you. He hates this. He hated it when it was a loud Aww. storm. He hates it because it's windy. He was fond of eating fajitas off of Steve-um. Like, this is a real, <laughs> this is a real problem for you. You all kind of, like, are, are again, f- flying free. You're, you're reaching for each other. Um, the wind spins you and spins you and spins you. And then all of a sudden, with no warning, you're slammed hard into the ground. Ground? You'll each take seven points of damage and you black out. So, you're not sure how much time has passed, but when you start to awake, uh, the sounds of the storm are distant, but you can still hear you know, whirling winds, and as you sort of begin to blink your eyes open, you, you feel like shit. Obviously, you hit, hit the ground hard. Yeah. Your first sense is that you're, you're on solid ground, which is a surprise, of course, but uh, as you manage to blink your eyes open, you realize that there's a sort of a bedraggled woman standing over you with a spear. She says, looks like good gear. I'm going to put them down. So please roll me initiative, everybody. Natural 20. 19 for Quinny. 13. You're well aware that you're going to be unable to stop this spear. Let's head straight for your eye. Uh, Who's who's eye? um, Say Alan. Okay. Alan, there's this woman standing over you with the spear. She's about to drive it right down into your eye. You have a sudden horrible realization that despite all of your power, sometimes things just don't go your way. So you try and make peace with the fact that this is your final moment. When with a uh, tremendous cry, all of a sudden a wild man leaps out onto the person and we meet... Tornado Town Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> Who yells his name as he always does when he strikes. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dumdums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows, you can get ad-free feeds, you can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows, you can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal. Eric, do you want to describe what uh, what you look like? I'm cliche castaway, uh, older in mid sixties kind of age. Picturing uh, if anyone's played it, uh, Herman Toothrot from the Monkey Island games. Oh. So scraggly white beard, 
but like wiry, like strong, right, okay. like he's got like hobo strength uh, <laughs> sort of thing. He's about average height, about five foot six, five foot seven or so. And again, he looks like he's been living rough for a while. Kind of got that look in his eyes that he's been out in the sun for way too long. And, and other than that, like he really doesn't have much kind of like castaway shredded clothes. I'm picturing King Boomy from Avatar. I think we've established only Good. you have watched that show. <laughs> I, I, I watched it, but I don't remember okay, that character. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. I'm picturing Tom Hanks from Castaway. <laughs> yep. It's Tom Hanks from Castaway, but if he was like 30 Santa. years older. <laughs> and, that and Bruce Lee also. And, and Bruce Lee. And, and like had been on the island more, the whole time. Yeah, like 30 right. more years. That's right. Okay. All right. Terrence, I'm going to let you go first. You've leapt onto um, the back of uh, one of the people you recognize mm-hmm. um, from town. I'm going to let you uh, roll an attack if you like. So sure. as a monk, you get two attacks. Mm-hmm. 27 and 10. So you rolled a 20, which is a natural critical hit. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. If you could please roll me your damage, mm-hmm. um, that is... A D6? D6, or? but because you did critical, you get to roll uh, double damage. Okay. Eight. 22. 22. Good first hit. Yeah. You you Ooh. leap mightily onto her back. You remember she once said something not so kind about your rags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of that. Can I, like, steer her into a tree? Like, I- <laughs> Yeah, if, if you want to spend a key point, you can, like, boot her 15 feet into a tree. I just want to, like, really take her down because yeah. of what she said about my rags. All right, yeah, I, I, I get that. So, um, yeah, so you're on her back, so I'll mm-hmm. say that next round I'll let you roll uh, on her turn. Mm-hmm. She'll roll to, like, throw you off. If she mm-hmm. doesn't, then you can, like, Got it. drive her around like a... So um, she gets punched real square right in the back of the head. She kind of stumbles. She's like, wait a minute, Terrence! God damn it! And the rest of them are like, oh no, it's Tornado Town Terrence. <laughs> we hate that guy. As the rest of you kind of get up onto your feet, you, you can see there are uh, sort of three castaways that are armed with various pieces of like wooden boards, that sort of thing. All three of them seem to be wearing similar clothes. Uh, it looks like it may have been a uniform at one point. So there's the, the woman, there's two guys with kind of like scraggly hair, and then there's one lady with a shaved head who looks to be, she isn't carrying any weapons, but she looks like the most dangerous of the bunch. Oh, okay. At the top of the round, butthole. Your attackers have come out of the trees, uh, so palm trees, typical kind of shoreline of, of a castaway movie. There are bits of ship along the, the beach. Uh, behind you, there's the water, and just a little ways off the shore, you can see essentially a wall of spinning tornado, which stretches as far as the eye can see. How far away is the scary-looking one? Um, scary-looking one's probably 30 feet. I'm going to yell, I'm with Terrence, uh, <laughs> and then run towards our, our thugs. Uh, I'm going to summon a spectral hammer at level three, right beside Spooky Lady at the back. Is it all women or is there some... No, there's there's two two scraggly dudes. There's Perfect. the one with great, the spear great. and then so, uh, there's the uh, the bald woman at the back. Yeah, so so Baldy gets the spiritual hammer uh, and then Goblin Jr. and I are going to run at whatever dude's on the left because I just stopped sure. feeling lucky. We'll call them Charlie Manson hair and <laughs> Wacky Stash. Oh, man, I'm going to Charlie Manson here. That sounds way scarier. Uh, I kind of like wacky stash, so I'm hoping he'll surrender. We could be friends. So I'm, I, I look at Manson hair, uh, and I look to Goblin Jr., and I say, dick bite! Uh, and then I follow him in. So Goblin Jr.'s giving me advantage by biting this guy's crotch, and then I'm going to try to knock knock his block off with the with my hammer, and then the special hammer will swing at Spooky Lady. Word. First guy I'm swinging at. <laughs> Natural one. We're going to thank God for that advantage. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why do I even fight? <laughs> Eight total. This is on uh, Manson hair? Yeah. He's like, I, I haven't seen it. It's new to me. Uh, and uh, he uh, he manages to kind of like duck and flail at your hammer, causing it to uh, to miss its target. 
this fucking guy. All right, fine. Then we'll see if Moonhammer's with us. <laughs> I know my bad again. Goblin Jr. Uh, did great. try and help out, but uh, this guy smells so bad. And as a wolf, he has heightened senses, and it's it's real rough down there. I take a whiff, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> the spiritual hammer is a 25 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Yeah. 20 damage. The spectral hammer swoops around. And even though I'm not there to meet it in the front, like it's uh, the moon hammer, like the, somehow the hammer, even though it doesn't have a face, winks at me. <laughs> and it swings around and hits this lady right in the back of the head. Like just a just a magical sucker punch. Yeah, not unlike having to watch the movie Sucker Punch. It hurts. Just clocks on the back of the head. She just face plants into the, into the sand. But to your shock, right before she hits, she manages to pull herself into a ball and kind of like roll up. So she comes up and like is clearly a bit dazed, but is uh, is back on her feet and uh, ready to rock and roll. I'm busy fighting Manson here. Cool. Yeah. Quinny. I'm going to run up with buttholes so that he gives me uh, advantage. I'm going to go for Manson here. Great. Do it up. 22 to yep, hit. That'll hit. All right. With my sneak attack, an extra 3d6. <laughs> and just... Turn him into a blood stain. <laughs> 14 damage. You go to stab him, but uh, you trip. But luckily as a halfling, you're like, wait, I think I'm better than this. <laughs> so you you, uh, you do that um, sort of classic drop the blade into the other hand and then just like stab him in the gut. He, he kind of like keels over a bit and like snarls something at you, you know, kind of like crazy eyed way. Mm-hmm. Something about a helter skelter. You don't know. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> he's pretty badly hurt, but he's still up. All right, cool. I look at him and say, you thought you were safe from me. I was just the distraction. (laughs) (laughs) Big guy, small guy. I don't like it. Uh, (laughs) Guys, this guy's growing on me. (laughs) I think most of the enemies are going to sound like that. (laughs) Alan, your life was just saved by uh, Tornado Town Terrence, a man you've never met, but now owe a favor to. Right. Lady, uh, she's on the ground nearby, right? He's on her back and kind of like grappling with her. Oh. Um, near you. Yeah, a few steps away. I want to know what's going on. And I know we have a bad track record of just like fucking killing everyone. Yep. So I'm just going to blind her. Yep. Um, oh, okay. If she, if I can. Um, then we can kill her more easily. <laughs> yeah. So she just has to make a con saving throw. Okay. She fails. Okay, so she's blinded. And I am going to, as a bonus action, Misty step to right behind Wacky Stash. We're using Blink. these names and it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you're Just now, like uh, disappear and he doesn't even know I'm right behind him. <laughs> if he turns around, he's going to be so startled. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to Manson Hare. So Manson Hare is staring down at the uh, the knife in him and uh, it's this crazy little guy and he's going to swing at you with his oar. He will miss, possibly because he has a knife in his gut. Um, <laughs> and he yells something about how he should be a famous rock star, but he's not. All right. I, 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 I duck <laughs> under the swing. And I'm like, you trying to fight me with a bit of wood? Who, who are you people? <laughs> Manson hair. Um, this explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's uh, why I say to Quinny. <laughs> Baldy at the back. So she's going to, you know, the, the spectral hammer is still floating uh, beside her. And uh, you see her kind of like duck and weave and it's quick. It's almost a blur. And so she will disengage from the hammer, uh, and she's going to do a uh, flying jump kick at Butthole. Your AC is insane, as I recall. It's a 21. We discovered where the mistake was, which was it was not a plus three shield. It was a plus one shield that adds plus Plus three three to your AC. That makes more sense. That did make more sense. So it's 21. I just had a note of plus three, so... (laughs) 
as she goes, um, she flies up and she does one of those like Mortal Kombat style like multi kicks as she's flying through the air. Um, okay. One of them will hit you, but one of them is a critical fail. So you take a boot to the face, but using your natural reflexes, you grab the other foot. So I'm going to roll for damage and then you tell me what you do with that second of reflex. Yep, great. Good. <laughs> you will take 13 points of damage from the kick. That's just a breakfast to me. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm, a you know, li- I'm a little dazed. <laughs> I'm trying you one-liners. You damage every breakfast. <laughs> you just eat way too much. I feel just so too sick. much sriracha. I was going to say, don't have those fetus. <laughs> and then what I would like to do, having grabbed her foot, is I would like to use her own momentum and swing her to hit Manson hair with her body. <laughs> Great. All right. So can you please roll me a strength check? Yes, I can. It's a high DC, but... 18 total. Fucking A. Sure. So um, <laughs> using her momentum and the fact that she rolled a one, you swing her into Manson Hare. Manson Hare's going to try and dodge. He fails. <laughs> Yay! So uh, he's going to take eight points of damage. <laughs> eight points of swung human damage. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that uh, that he's bleeding all over the place. Uh, he looks pretty fucked up. And she will also take eight points of damage from that. Quinny, can you roll me a, a dexterity save, please? That was a net 20. Ooh. You see all of this happen as Butthole grabs her by the foot. You're like, I know where this is going. <laughs> mm-hmm. So given that you rolled a nat 20, I'm going to say that you kind of like do the Neo flip back. Oh, yeah. But as you, as you do, you uh, you take a couple of your, you slide a couple of your daggers up <laughs> out of your sleeves and just hold them up in the air. <laughs> uh, so as, uh, as this all happens, um, can you roll me two attacks, please? Go. 17 and 7. Oh, geez, I'm terrible at math. What's it? Plus 24. 24. 24. Thank you. Yep. Good. Yeah. And the other one, please? Uh, the other one was a 3, so I'm not three. even going to count Okay, it. yeah. So no dice on that one. Can you just roll me basic weapon damage on your... Uh, with your my dagger? Weapon? Yep. Uh, 8. You manage to... Uh, you hold your, your dagger up. One of them kind of gets knocked out of your hand, but you're not too worried about that one. You slash Baldy as she goes by, <laughs> and uh, you deal a fairly significant amount of damage to her. Same amount of damage that she deals <laughs> to Manson hair. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wacky Stash is watching all of this happen to Manson hair, mm-hmm. and he's like, Buddy! No! So he's going to take a swing at Quinny, not knowing that Alan is directly behind him. Okay. He will hit you, Quinny. He's swinging like the leg of a chair, but with some nails in it. These guys... They mean so well. <laughs> so uh, he'll do six points of damage. Okay, I'm going to do uh, Uncanny Dodge. Half it down to three. Great. He'll say, just just hang in there, guys. We got this. He sounds much more sensible than Manson here. This guy's likely to surrender if we kill the other two. This is the, this is the interrogation guy stash. right here. And that brings us to the lady with the spear who's blind and has Terrence on her back. <laughs> So um, she's going to try and flail a bit to, to lose you. Um, Terrence, can you please roll me a, let's say a dexterity check, please. Five. Okay. Uh, you still rolled better than she did. So <laughs> nice. uh, I'm going to let you uh, direct her. So uh, explain to me how you're, you're getting her to, to go the direction you want to go. Uh, so she's still conscious. She's yep. blinded. She's on her feet. Is yep. that okay? And I'm, I'm straddling yep. on, her, on, her, on her back. Yep. Um, okay. So uh, I'm going to... Uh, what, what's around me right now? Sort of to the south of you, there's water and then the tornado wall. To mm-hmm. the north, the tree line mm-hmm. is, you know, like 15 feet away mm-hmm. or so. Uh, to the left or right is just beach stretching in both directions. Mm-hmm. Does she have hair? Yep. Okay. I'm going to grab her hair <laughs> and pull it back and kind of steer her towards the tree line. Yep. And like, I'm going to put one foot down on the ground to kind of start the momentum so she continues so she doesn't fall forward. And then if we get as close to the trees as possible... I'm going to grab one of the trees from around and pull <laughs> forward so that her face, which is in front of my body, makes 
immediate contact with the tree. So it just it just gooshes against a tree. All right. So so there's a battle to the death on one side and a crazy old man trying to steer a woman towards trees slowly in the distance. <laughs> Amazing. So she's uh, she's confused. She's swinging the spear back and forth. Uh, her hair is getting ripped around because she failed at her role. She's gonna start like stumbling in the direction. Mm-hmm. You've used your your monk agility to push her in that direction. Uh, so given that it is your turn uh, next, I'm gonna say that you're coming up on the tree. Can you please roll me uh, a dexterity check? A 19. So you see the tree coming. You, you Your opportunity is here. You grab it. You pull forward. She tries to resist and fails. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just you smash her face directly into the tree. <laughs> oh, and you hear a, a sickening <laughs> as one of the uh, little nubs goes through her eye and so into her brain. So much for keeping her alive. <laughs> Listen, he's not on our, I have no idea. Yeah. No, she wasn't she using that eye anyway. his rags. Listen, we don't know what this guy is like. No, this could I have know. been a goal. could have been an accident. If he keeps ramming her eye into that stick, <laughs> then we know a lot then about there's a story <laughs> here. Terrence, do you have a uh, victory cry that you do? I just scream my own name. I go, <laughs> Tornado Town Terrence! <laughs> <laughs> But like I'm like I'm communicating to her. I'm not. It's not a battle cry. I'm just like telling her. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. She knows. The, th- the last thing she hears as she goes into that grid beyond <coughs> is Tornado Town Terrence, and she thinks to herself. Her last thought is, "Fucking, of course it was." <laughs> um, so Terrence, uh, you actually still have some movement left mm-hmm. because you haven't moved yet. So um, you're on top of her shoulders. You've rammed her head into the tree. You're still holding on to the tree. What do you do? Uh, I kick her in the ribs. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Kick her in the ribs. Uh, she falls sideways off the tree, and you drop down to your feet mm-hmm. in kind of like a, I assume like a a, a fight and hobo battle pose. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's like a superhero pose, but like crazier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, butthole. All right, uh, so you've just swung Baldy into Manson hair. They're both kind of uh, prone. I look down, and how how hurt does this lady look? You can tell that she's like a, a formidable fighter, but she's pretty fucked up. I'm gonna do. One of my secret moves while I talk to her. (laughs) I'm going to say, lady, just surrender and we can talk this out. I don't want to have to kill you. And then I'm just going to fall on her (laughs) to pin her in place. All all 240 pounds plus plate mail. My whole goal is just to pin this woman in place on the ground. Okay. Can you roll me just a grapple? 16 total. As you fall forward, she manages to do that crazy martial artist backspring thing. So you miss her, you hit Manson, but then she leaps up. She rolled a 20. She leaps up uh, above you and comes down on your neck. I can't remember what neck protection is called. Yeah, armor. I got that. I just I want to got it, whatever it is. See, yeah. Stupid lady jumped on the armor, <laughs> exposed head, goes for the neck. Yeah, you'll this take, lady's a dumbass. You'll take uh, 10 points of damage. And she's standing on your neck. However, you are now successfully grappling Manson hair. Great. And I will use my spectral hammer to hit her right in the fucking back of the head again because she got distracted. Great. Uh, I'll give you advantage because it's true. She is 13. No dice. And Moonhammer's got a sense of humor again. I might be doing some yelling at my god later. <laughs> That's what weekends are for, right? Uh, okay. And then <laughs> I look, I look over at Quinny, and I just say, just, just kill them all. <laughs> I tried. All right. Uh, well, Quinny, what do you want to do? Things are getting a little crazy here with my buddy lying on top of one of our enemies and one of our enemies standing on top of my buddy. Um, one of my daggers fell into the sand. I think I'm just going to double back, pick that up, and I'm going to whip it at the bald woman on sure. top of butthole. 22. That'll hit. Eight damage. You uh, whip the dagger at her to uh, sort of your shock and horror. She spins as the dagger comes and basically like smacks it out of the air away from her. So she'll still take some damage, but uh, she won't take full damage. We'll have to get nice and close then. (laughs) It is Manson hair. He is pinned. Welcome to the grapple, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, I like these people. This uh, is a problem. Did you roll me, me a uh, strength check? So we're rolling a post check against him. 21 total. Oh, you're so close. It's similar to Tornado Town Terrence. He's got some like angry hobo strength, but you're a very large man and there's someone on top of you. So you've got the, the weight advantage. So he's, nice. uh, he, he's just pinned under you. Um, it's very unpleasant for him. I look at him and say, come on, man, we could be a family. <laughs> and he'll, he'll try and headbutt you. He fails. I just sigh. <laughs> Everybody just wants to die today and I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alan, now you're up. Okay, um, so I got still have Wacky Stash near me, right? Yep. What I want to do is uh, make a melee spell attack okay. um, and grab him by the foot okay. if I can. <laughs> sure, I'm going to give you advantage because you're behind him and he doesn't know you. Okay, that. 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll do. So what I'm going to do is cast Vampiric Touch <laughs> and just try to, you know, necrotize that foot so he can stop running. So he takes 3d6 necrotic damage. So that's 10 necrotic mm-hmm. damage and I heal by 5. As nice. my eyes glows red and I feel high. Yeah, you feel you feel so good, um, and uh, you start to see the foot sort of like shrivel and wither, and he starts screaming frantically and looking at you with with horror in his eyes. It's yeah, a look you're getting increasingly used to seeing in the eyes of your enemies. No, this is about right. <laughs> That's horrifying. Uh, all right. Hey, which, I tried. I tried. Yep, it's fair. You did. Uh, which brings us to him. He's going to try and break out of that hold. Oh. He does spectacularly. He rolls a 20, because I'm all about those today. He's like, I didn't like that foot anyway. And he uh, <laughs> he boots your hand off of his foot, uh, and the uh, the touch comes off. And then he's going to swing at you with advantage, because you're kind of like down low grabbing his foot. I would like to cast shield as a reaction. Cool. So that gives me plus five to my AC. So your AC is? 16 right now. All right. He will hit you. Yeah. And you'll take eight points of damage. Cool. I mean, fuck, but he whatever. Boot, he, boots, uh, he boots your hand off, comes swinging down with his sticko nails. Uh, you throw up a shield, but, you know, crazy hobo strength. He just punches through it, Damn. and uh, you feel the nails bite into your shoulder. Which brings us to Baldi. So Baldi is standing on Butthole's neck, but Quinny's given her a lot of trouble, so uh, she's going to unleash a flurry of blows upon him. Okay. Oh. <laughs> She rolls so badly. Oh, beautiful. Uh, She throws, like, two punches and a kick. However, when she throws the kick butthole, you suddenly feel the weight on your back slightly unbalanced. Do you want to try and stand up and and toss her? Oh, yeah. Great. So can you roll me a strength check, please? Guys, my neck hurts. (laughs) 13 total. 13? Okay, so I'm going to say this is a classic, like, a bunch of guys pile on to a superhero. They're like, Uh, So you, you stand up. Your hope was to, like, you know, mightily toss her back. You didn't roll too high, so you're able to kind of like get up. She kind of falls off. But uh, yeah, and do you want to keep your hold on Manson here? Yeah, I'll have picked him up too. Why so not? So I think you, you come up, like you throw her off your back, you're standing, you've got him in a bear hug. But uh, yeah, you're now standing and uh, she's no longer on your neck. That brings us to top of the round. So Tornado Town Terrence. Okay, how far away am I from everyone else? That's uh... Uh, You're about 15 feet. You can you can make it in one move. And Baldy is standing upright or yep. she's on the ground? Okay. I run as fast as I can and kind of like, Body slam, like tackle Baldy with all my might. Excellent. All right. I want to get her under control. Like I want to grapple. Yeah. Great. All right. It's four. Four. Four total. You come running, screaming across the beach, Mm -hmm. but uh, she hears you coming, sees you coming, (laughs) and... um, I'm not a subtle person. (laughs) No. Uh, So she will sidestep. So you you overshoot her, kind of like plow into the sand, uh, but now you're next to her. So you guys have kind of like a a scrum going. Everyone is within four feet of each other. Yeah, there's a lot of advantage happening. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, (laughs) And she says, as she like spits out a mouthful of blood, like, I am wise to your tricks, Tornado Town Terrence. 
words. And I respond, I go, this is coming your way, Lady Marbles. But you, you, you get the sense that I've made up that name. And it's just how I refer to her in my head. And that's not necessarily her actual name. I love it so much. And I, and I just pound my fist into my open hand. <laughs> like, like it's a signal of what's coming her way. Like my fist. Will soon be coming her way. Okay, I'm going to roll her an intelligence check. She gets that. She, she, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, butthole, you're now standing. You've still got Manson hair grappled. I would like to cast Cure Wounds on myself as a level two spell. Yep. I think I'm touching myself, so I think that's allowed. <laughs> butthole is always touching himself. Uh, a safe rule for us to know. I'm going to say that uh, the way that happens is... Uh, because your hands aren't free, you basically use Manson hair as a focus. So you throw it through him and then use him to tap your forehead. Oh, so so I'm casting it through him and I pull him towards me and I kiss him on the mouth and it heals me. <laughs> um, so it heals me for 17 health points. And then I look him in the eye and I'm like, you're magic. Stop fighting. You want to roll me a persuasion check? Yes, oh I my do. God, it's yes. starting to work. Yes, I do. 14 total. It will shock you to know that Manson Hare has a crazy look in his eyes. <laughs> and he says, no, there's only one magic man. He's up the mountain. He ain't you. Uh, and then he spits but, a tooth at you. But I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I said you were. Ma- oh, no, not me. Only one is up the mountain. I get it. Just what do you want me to say at your funeral? <laughs> Talk about my racial politics. Excellent. Noted. <laughs> Don't let him have my body. <laughs> Manson's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah, know. yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Quinny, if uh, butthole is making out with Manson hair. Yeah, I don't want any part of that anymore. I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know where our allegiances lie with Manson hair since we're kissing him now. Um, so <laughs> you regular on the show. <laughs> but bald lady still seems like a real, real threat. Clear and present danger. Uh, and I believe I'm getting advantage with. Yes, they're, uh, they're, they're mostly because Tornado Town Terrence is punching his fist. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and run up behind her with my uh, silver short sword drawn. Cool. Sixteen plus eight to hit. Uh, yep, that'll do. Twelve damage. So you jam the blade into her ribs. You pull her real close, and you're like, "I'll see you in hell, Lady Marbles." And with her dying breath, she's like, "That's not my name." <laughs> I, um, I climb like because I'm small. I yep. climb up. And and slide the sword in to kind of get purchased. I grab like the top of her head. Yep. Like, I'll see you in hell, lady. And then I slip because she's bald and I just uh, <laughs> I lose my grip and I fall down. But then she's dead. I'm like, well, all right. So that brings us to Manson Hare, who's having just a real weird day. Uh, he's going he's to uh, he's not going to try and break out of your grasp. He's just going to try and uh, knee you in the stones. He uh, throws a knee up, but this isn't the first time you've been kneed to the groin by someone you've hugged too hard. <laughs> so he, uh, you, you managed to move him slightly to the left, so he just, like, uselessly knees the armor on your thigh. Yeah, it clangs off my dong armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a dong cover. Yeah. Yep. So he, he nails the dong cover. He's like, oh, my one weakness. Dong covers. <laughs> and he's, he's stuck. Just, he was so thrilled at this guy to start, and it's just <laughs> been disappointment after disappointment the whole way down. Alan. You've been shanked in the shoulder by uh, just a stick full of nails. This is going on for far too long. So um, <laughs> three magic missiles just immediately right at Wacky Stash's face. All right. <laughs> so 12 damage for that. Wacky Stash's head explodes. And as it does oh, so, um, so effective. you just see pieces of Wacky Stash float gently and then disperse into the air. And whenever the wind blows through the trees... On this island, you'll hear the words, 
wacky stash. <laughs> Somewhere not Peter Baelish is really jealous yeah. that there was a free mustache up for grabs. It only does more damage than I think it's yeah. going to do. So in terms of interrogation, we lost the potential sensible sounding one. And now yeah. we've just got Manson hair. <laughs> Top of the round. Uh, Tornado Town Terrence. Unfortunately, Baldy or Lady Marbles, as she's known to you, has, uh, has just killed over dead. Mm-hmm. But Manson hair is still there. He's on the ground. Uh, he's currently being uh, hugged by butthole. Mm-hmm. I run up and I jump and I land with both feet directly on Manson's head. Great. All right. So <laughs> like I can roll me feet direct- uh, two attacks, please. On top of him? <laughs> like Cirque du Soleil So I, I think, I think what, the, what that probably looks like to me is you like run, you like, you put one foot on the back of butthole and like spring up and over him. Yeah. And then I land, you know, you know, like diving into a pool, like a pencil dive where it's just yep. completely yep. straight down, straight legs. It's that, but onto. This is full on an M. Bison move in Street yeah, Fighter, yes, exactly. by the way. <laughs> on, on do you have a, do you have a move name you yell out when you do this? Uh, uh. <laughs> This is the straight leg express. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So drive that right into the station. So uh, two tax, please. That's 25 and that's a nine. Yeah, uh, that's a nine. And 16. Yep, both those will hit. Okay. Eight and 10, so 18. <laughs> <laughs> 18 damage on his skull. So the, uh, yeah, so his his skull cracks like an egg under your feet. The hair's still God. there, though, which is good because it hides the horror of it. Uh, but uh, yes, the express is pulled into the station. The station was his crazy, crazy brain. You kill him with your with your toes. <laughs> uh, butthole, I assume you want to let go of all of this mess now? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want Terrence to, like, fall. So I would say what I do is I release Manson hair and then Terrence falls straight down and I catch him. But now it's just a hug. And I just say, thank you. Hello. (laughs) Nice to meet you. I'm Butthole. Just a quick question. And I just point at dead Bali on the ground. And I'm like, does she have any information we need? And so I kind of, like, look as though I'm just noticing what's happened around me for the first time. As though kind of I've come out of a daze. I go, oh, uh... That's the the crazy man in the mountains. Uh, that's his uh, scouting squad. That's not, uh, they're not important at all. Okay, if you could excuse me for a second. Uh, and I, I release him and I walk over to my spectral hammer that's still floating there. And I say, what do you think I forgot about you? What the hell? He spit a tooth at me and you just stood here. What the shit, man? The spectral hammer doesn't wink at you. It kind of starts drifting back in a way. And then kind of sassily snaps out of existence. Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. 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 This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.